Member, visit aarp.org caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, June 7th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzers made pure. Coming up today on the program, I've got, once again, Tom Bragg from Herd 247. we got a lot to get into with him. Sunday camp with the Herd. Tom was there. Also, I wanted to bring him on anyway today to talk a little recruiting news with him since he's doing all of that and more over Herd 247. And we'll get caught up on the latest, what he was able to report on as we found out on Friday, the news about Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick stepping down. Jeff O'Malley elevated to interim athletic director all beginning on July 1st. And, of course, Mr. Hammock will be taking a position with the president's office to further the baseball stadium project. That will last until the president's term is up. So hopefully he can get a lot done in a year on that. So we'll get caught up on that. So Tom has a few things that he was covering on that that he couldn't reveal at the time that he has since brought out. So we're going to get caught up in all of that. Unfortunately, I've also got to um, I've got to talk about a very sad situation that happened over the weekend. So, former Ironton High School and Marshall football star J.D. Cyrus passed away. It was Friday night. He he's forty nine. So that one hit me right there because he's my age. He's forty nine, and if you remember J.D. He was part of that Thundering Herd team that won it all in 1992. He was also a member of the Ironton Fighting Tigers championship team in 1989. And he was an important member of the Thundering Herd football team. And he passed away. So Tim's going to update us on that here in the next few minutes. I'm looking forward to catching up with Tim to, to talk a little bit more about J.D. So some sad news over the weekend and Tim's the perfect guy to talk to him since Tim's covered him for a long time. So Tim's coming up here in the next few minutes, so we'll do that with Tim. Then we'll talk to Tom. I'll make time for your phone calls. Also, you can find me on social media. That's a great way to interact with me. If you haven't had an opportunity just yet, find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, and you can then interact with me, send me questions, let me know what's up, give me your opinion, react to things I'm doing on the show. Give me your feedback. We'll definitely look at it and react to it as well. So take that opportunity. You can find me on Twitter. Or if you're a Facebook person, we've got a Facebook page just for you. Actually, I've got two places for you. We've got the Facebook page. It's The Drive with Paul Swan. And, of course, you can find out what's happening with the show. We'll post regularly updates on what's going on. We'll make that a great place to Find the show podcast once we post it. So all of that's going to be there. And then we've got a group for you as well. Now, the group, I want the group to be yours. It's your space. I'm going to jump in and be a part of it. But I want you to drive what's happening on the group. So if there's something you want to talk about with other fans 
who follow the show. If you're a Herd fan, you're a fan of sports in the area, you want to jump in and start the discussion, I've got that space set up for you. It's on our page if you go to the Groups tab, once you find our page, or you can just search it out. It's the Drive with Paul Swan group, and that's an opportunity for you to be a part of a community. We're trying to grow it right now, and I hope you can be a part of it as well and drive the conversation. And you know what? I'm going to be checking that thing. See what you guys are up to. So if there's something you're talking about, I'm probably going to be interested in talking about it as well. So that's how you can connect with me on social media. And we've got so many opportunities for you. I hope you can take advantage of all of them. Now, what's coming up tonight? Well, we've got hockey and we've got NBA. There's no baseball for us tonight. The Pirates are off tonight. So we've opened up the schedule just a little bit. We have got game five of the NHL playoff matchup between the Islanders and the Bruins. Now that's coming up tonight. We're going to go on the air at 6 o'clock. It's going to face off about 6.30. And the series is all tied up there, two games apiece. So this will be an important game. You want to get this third game so you can clinch the series the following game or at least have a couple of shots. 3-2 is always better than 2-3. So you want to take advantage of this one tonight. And it's been a heated series. So the Islanders and the Bruins, that's coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, we could see a game clincher tonight. Winnipeg is at Montreal. The Canadians lead the Jets in the series three games to none, and that could be a clincher there for the Montreal Canadiens. Canadians are getting close to the cup. The Canadians have not won a cup since 1993, and I knew that off the top of my head because they beat the L.A. Kings that year. So I knew that off the top of my head. That's that's one of those... That's the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup thing, and it was the Montreal Canadiens that actually did it. So that should be a fun series tonight. Maybe Winnipeg can bounce back. Winnipeg, if they want to win this thing, they've got to win four straight. It can be done, but it's going to be a tough road for them. Now the NBA, Milwaukee at Brooklyn. Brooklyn leads this series one game to none. This is game two coming up. Tonight, that's going to be 7.30 on TNT. And then Denver is at Phoenix. This series begins tonight, game one, 10 p.m. Where are the Lakers? Oh, that's right. Lakers got eliminated. That's going to be – that's a tough one. That's a tough you, – you won the championship the year before or the season before, and now you're out the first round. That's a tough one. That's going to be hard for Laker fans here for the next few months. LeBron's not getting any younger. He's an amazing athlete. He's one of the all-time greats. He's an amazing athlete. However, I don't know. I don't know if he can he can get it back. If he can get it back because he wants to elevate himself and he wants to be known as the greatest of all time. And right now that position is occupied by at least Michael Jordan and there are uh, several others that could make a claim to being right at that level or right below that level. And LeBron's in that argument, but... Again, don't be losing in the first round. That's a tough one to swallow. So lots of action tonight. We turn our attention to Marshall, former great J.D. Stan, J.D. Cyrus, and uh, this is tough. Young man, he's 49, he's my age. Young man passed away Friday. And so Tim Stevens joins me next. We're going to talk to Tim about that later on. 
Tom Bragg joins me from Herd 247. That's what we've got lined up for you. Thanks for joining us here on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to The Drive for this Monday, June 7th. Paul Swan, your host. I want to welcome now to the program from the Herald-Dispatch, Tim Stevens. Over the weekend, we found out the sad news that one of Marshall's all-time greats, J.D. Cyrus, passed away on Friday night. Tim is now here to tell us a little bit more about it. And Tim, um, what have you learned so far? This seems pretty sudden. J.D. was 49. He's my age, so he's still a pretty young guy. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, really young. Really young. 49 is far too early to go. And we since found out it was a heart attack. Uh yeah, you know, very sudden, just just out of nowhere, and hadn't been sick or anything like that. And uh, I just, just hate to hear it. JD is such a great kid and a terrific player, and even better, even better man. I'm, I'm really that's really just such a hard story to write, and we've written too many of those here lately. You know, we really have. But, uh, I hate to see that for JD, but uh, yeah, knowing where he is is a you know is a is a comfort, of course, but still, it's a it's a hard loss. It really is. Have uh, arrangements been uh, finalized at this point, or are those still up in the air? Yeah, they have. Uh, looks like noon to uh, noon on Saturday. Um, at um, um, Sharon Baptist Church in Ironton uh, will be uh, will be where the uh, funeral will be, and you know, uh, uh, of course, that's going to draw a huge crowd. And JD was a very popular player at Ironton and at Marshall, and. And, you know, I look forward to paying my respects as well. Uh, but, yeah, that's Saturday at noon at uh, Sharon Baptist Church in Ironton. You mentioned he was a member of the uh, Ironton Fighting Tigers state championship team back in 1989, and he definitely uh, was somebody that uh, people loved. People were fond of him, not just because he was good on the football field, but people seemed to gravitate towards him. Um what can you tell us a little bit more about him for maybe younger Thundering Herd fans that uh, know the name but really don't know who he was? <laughs> it's, it's funny. Uh, J.D. was a quiet kid, very nice, humble, polite, yes, sir, no, sir. But he also was quite the prankster, and people people probably don't realize that. Uh, you know, he, he enjoyed pranking teammates, and he and his, and his fellow linemate at Ironton at Marshall, J.D. Kaufman, who passed away, during his freshman year at Marshall, uh, they they kind of would go back and forth with each other, and then they'd team up and prank teammates and such too. And you know, it was a really fun personality. Uh, he's the kind of guy you just you just love to be around. And uh, uh, thing about JD is, is he and when JD Kaufman lined up on the on the right side of of Ironton's offensive line, especially during that that championship season. And they were they were so good. Heath Brownstead was their fullback, the main the featured running back Ironton had. Heath went on to a great career at Furman. And, and J, J.D. would infuriate Heath, because, the two J.D.s would, because they'd go to the offensive line and they would tell the opposing defense, we're going to run the ball right here, right now. <laughs> and Heath was like, don't tell them, you know. But the defenses really couldn't do anything about it anyway, even with, with – uh, Ironton's offensive lineman telling the, the defensive line where they were going to run the football. So uh, that was that was one of the fun things about JD. He would he would do that. I think he picked that up from former Ironton lineman Walt DeLong, who probably picked it up from Kenny Pritt, another former Ironton lineman. 
But yeah, they go to the offense. They go to the line of scrimmage and, and just tell the defense where they're going to run the ball. And the defense still couldn't stop them, even in the uh, championship game against Campbell Memorial. So that was that was pretty fun, pretty cool thing. He brought that championship air with him because he joins the Thundering Herd. He's also on that 1992 NCAA Division I AA National Championship team. It just felt like wherever he went, championships followed. And, you know, that's a special team for a lot of people back in 1992, winning that football championship for the first time. And, you know, he was a big part of that. Yes, he was. He was a big part of it. And he was the kind of guy that coaches love. You know, he was your typical Ironton offensive lineman, too very gritty no nonsense kind of kind of guy who uh, who could who could who could dominate and uh uh you know he, he was loved by coach bob lutz at ironton and he was loved by coach jim don and the marshall two two very similar personalities there they just loved the way that jd played and, and i can understand that boy he was he was tough as a pine knot and you know just just gentle off the field but man on on the field he was he was dominating Tim Stevens joins me from the Herald-Dispatch reporting on the uh, sad news that former Marshall University football standout J.D. Cyrus passing away on Friday night. Cyrus, a member of the Ironton Fighting Tigers, also part of that 1AA National Championship team in 1992. With a lot of those guys from 1992, we remember the moment, we remember the event, and then it seems like those guys have, have sort of faded away you know, maybe not in our everyday collective memories, but they just seem to fade away a little bit. What was JD doing with all of this time after those glory days at Marshall? Because we seem to forget they're still here with us, or the majority of them are still here with us. Sadly enough, JD's not. Yeah, yeah, and JD's not. He was working in the in the business world, and you know, he was still. Yeah, you know, still involved in, in some youth football and, and such. And, you know, football was always a big, such a big part of his life. His dad was Dave Cyrus, and, and Dave was a just an outstanding All-State player at Colt Grove and, and then played at Marshall and, and went on to coach at Fairland. And uh, Dave was there when I was at Fairland for, for three of my years there, the last uh, sophomore, junior, and senior years, um, 70, uh, 78 through 80. Uh, Dave was yeah, yeah, a very well-respected coach and taught JD a lot of a lot of football and, and JD made his daddy proud with, with the way he played. So, uh, but yeah, he was one of those '92 players that that you think of and go, oh yeah, I remember him. And you know, yeah, everybody remembers Troy Brown and Michael Payton and Michael Payton, who sadly passed away too uh, a few years ago, and you know, guys like that. But, but you know, without JD and you know, and Aaron Ferguson and, and guys like that. Jamie Wilson was around and several other players, you know, you know guys on that team that were, were really good. Andy Bowens of the world, then that team doesn't doesn't have the success that, that it did. And that was, I mean, such a special team because it was the first to uh, to win a championship. And, uh, you know, Willie Merrick's last second field goal to beat Youngstown is legendary. And, and J.D. was a big part of that. I mean, you know, those offensive linemen are kind of anonymous anyway, and, and he didn't seek a lot of glory, but, but he was uh, yeah, he was one of those guys who just went out and got the job done. Uh, yeah, coach's dream. You didn't have to worry about J.D. at all. Tim Stevens joins me from the Herald-Dispatch. Former Ironton and Marshall standout J.D. Cyrus passing away on Friday night. Of course, Tim's been following the story, and, Tim, you know a lot of those guys. Uh, you you were around during Marshall's uh, heyday 
and one double A, and I'm sure you know this one hurt a lot of those former players and the people who were around him. This one hurt probably a lot oh. more. Oh, just just devastating. You know, Brian Reed you know, was a guard. He was, uh, you know, and a great offensive lineman as well. Kind of, you know, behind the scenes in Harold, the director like JD, but Brian took this, you know, took this really hard. And and you know, the Ironton community is as well as you might expect. And, yeah, Jimmy Walker from the Ironton Tribune wrote a nice column today in tribute to to JD and uh, so many guys on that '92 team. Uh, I mean, the news was on Facebook. I mean, it wasn't five minutes, and there were you know, 230 comments made. He was a you know a, a well liked and very beloved individual, and you know you just man, you just hate to see it. You wonder, you know, 49 years old. That, that's far too young. You think these guys are going to be around for you know more decades and such, but you just never know, so you got to be ready when your time comes. Tim Stevens, my guest. The sad news, uh, J.D. Cyrus passing away Friday night. Uh, he, uh, of course, played for the Fighting Tigers, the Thundering Herd winning championships for both of those teams. Tim, of course, covering the Thundering Herd many years, still does to this day. Um, I'm kind of curious, with, with Coach Huff, Taking over the reins for the Thundering Herd football team, you know his goal was to bring a lot of these players back to campus, bring them in the program. I'm kind of curious, maybe you know this. You know, did JD get the opportunity, even briefly, to uh, sort of be part of that uh, renaissance, that uh, resurgence of bringing some of these old guys back? You know, probably, but I don't know for sure. I didn't see him at the at the spring game. Doesn't mean he wasn't there. There were 134 players there, so he might. He might well have been, uh, but I know he would have been excited about what's going on here with Marshall football and about bringing those guys back. You know, those are the, the guys that that made the, the success possible, and I think Coach Huff recognizes that very much uh, and wants to uh, include the history of the program in the present, and J.D. would have loved to have been part of that. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if, if they have a helmet sticker or something uh, to remember JD by at least you know at least a moment of silence before a game something along those lines. But Coach Huff is very in tune with the with the history of Marshall football. And Marshall is such a unique place, and yeah, everybody says their school's special, and yeah, yeah, okay, it is, but but not like Marshall just because of the history with the plane crash and the comeback and and what all they've accomplished there. And you know, JD was a part of that, and and deserves to be honored for it. So I, I hope to see uh, see Marshall do something to recognize recognize him and uh, yeah, some of the other players who have passed on here here recently. Uh, we've had, as I said, far too many of those. But I, I really expect to see, uh, see Coach Huff do something to uh, to memorialize J.D., maybe something on the scoreboard before game, something along those lines. But I think you'll see that. he's uh, Like I say, Coach Huff really has a – a good handle on on what Marshall, where Marshall football came from and made what it is today. I know it's off subject a little bit, Tim, but do you feel that these 92 guys maybe don't get the attention they should? After all, they won the first national championship in football for the Thundering Herd. I know the 96 team, they, they get maybe a lot more of the press the 99 team, with all the superstars that were on that squad, they get a lot of the, the press and love. But it, it feels like these 92 guys, you know, unless something happens, we, we don't hear about them as much anymore. Yeah, you really don't. And you, you, look, you blink, and it's 30 years ago. <laughs> a lot of the younger fans don't, don't know those guys. It's just part of history for them, the way that 
you know, the 1962 team was or something for us. So, yeah, in 99 and 96 soaked up so much uh of the press and so much and so many of the memories and such and deservedly so those were great teams but yeah 92 kind of gets forgotten before you look at that team and you know, give me michael payton and troy brown and mike bartram and, and, and all those guys you know will king and shannon king and uh you know those guys uh, roger johnson roger johnson is still the leading tackler in marshall history today was a safety on that team uh, that 92 team was tremendous. If they hadn't had a few injuries, they probably would have gone undefeated. They lost a couple of games but, uh, again, because of injuries. But that was a just a stacked football team. Uh, you look at Troy Brown and Mike Bartram played in the NFL for a long, long time. Uh, Michael Payton was the the one AA player of the year. The, uh, they, were just, man, they were just loaded. Just such a, a greatly talented football team and were a joy to cover. A bunch of of good guys. Yeah, they they enjoyed winning, but they just enjoyed life in general. They're a fun bunch, and uh, yeah, they uh, you know after the '92 season, sure everyone was happy, but yeah, they've kind of kind of faded in history, and that's a shame because they were yeah, while they weren't as good as '99 or '96, probably they were great. I mean, they were right there with them, so they definitely deserve. Uh, deserve to be recognized uh, whenever we can. Uh, first national championship was a big, big deal. Tim Stevens, my guest from the Herald-Dispatch, joining us today on the sad news that former Marshall and Ironton High School standout J.D. Cyrus passing away on Friday night. He was 49. Tim, uh, any final thoughts uh, before I let you go? Anything we miss? Uh, you just look at some of those guys. Phil Ratliff passed away. He was a great guard on it. You know, back then, uh, you know, Bruce Deaton and another offensive lineman who passed away recently. It just, ah, we're losing losing so many of those guys. So, so let's appreciate the ones that we have while we have, you know, and, and really uh, honor those who have gone on. But let's appreciate the kids that, that are playing now and, and have played recently as well. And, and you know, we, uh, they've, really, uh, they've really entertained us through the years and given us a lot to cheer for. Tim Stevens, my guest from the Herald Dispatch. Tim, as always, thanks for joining me. We'll get you back on soon. I know uh, you've got a lot going on. Uh, you're filling in for Grant Trailer this week, so that means uh, uh, you'll be everywhere and then some. <laughs> but it's fun. I'm not going to complain. I get get paid to watch ball games. You know how that is. So I'll have a good time. <laughs> Tim Stevens, my guest from the Herald Dispatch. Tim, I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, Paul. It's always a pleasure. That's Tim Stevens from the Herald Dispatch. We've got more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. And joining us now on those White Claw phone lines, he's doing it for Baby Dog, and I appreciate him doing that for me. He is Tom Bragg from Herd 247. You had a busy weekend starting with me on Friday. Well, actually before me on Friday, during the show, after the show, Sunday you were camping with the Herd, and of course... Uh, you were the social media darling of the night as well. You had soccer. You had the carnival that was uh, <laughs> Paul Mayweather. I mean, that was Sunday was prime time. Tom Bragg. 
Oh, and it went all the way into this morning with the Japanese wrestling. You can't leave that out. Big Kazuchika Okada versus Shingo Takagi for the IWGP Championship, Paul. How can you leave that out? I was sleeping at that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> I needed some well, sleep Well, it was here. back on by the time everybody was waking up this morning. So that's okay. when I got, I got up and watched it late. Never mind. Never mind that. We're supposed to talk about Marshall. We could do a whole different show about Japanese wrestling. We, we could. That, that could be a podcast that we could do real soon. That might be a podcast on uh, Her 247, but... First up, you were leading the way. Friday, we were talking about the the news that my camera was going to step down and everything that had led up to that and what was happening since. And lo and behold, you mentioned it. You had something you couldn't share just yet. After we get off the air, a little bit later on, you're able to finally put it all together for us. You know how to use that Freedom of Information Act request really well because you dug up some really juicy stuff. Yeah, man, I, they, they taught me well at the journalism school at Marshall. I, I learned a thing or two. It took me long enough to get through there, but I did learn a thing or two about the Freedom of Information Act. And, yeah, you know, that we, we got that letter from President Gilbert from last August uh, recommending that the, that the Board of Governors extend my camera's contract. Uh, the response was also included, and that was from Patrick Farrell, the chairman of the Board of Governors, uh, just, you know, saying, you know, we'll take it under consideration and then with the athletic committee, and then they'll present their recommendation to the board and the board will act from there. And when I talked to Patrick Farrell on Friday afternoon, uh, I asked him if, you know, the athletic committee had taken it under consideration. What happened? He said that, that they did not. It, it had become pretty clear and, and evident that there was not support amongst the athletic committee or the board for, for Hammer's contract to be extended. So they went back to, to Dr. Gilbert and asked him if they would still like him to vote for it. And, According to Patrick Farrell, um, Dr. Gilbert said no, and and everybody kind of dug in at that point. It seems like seems like the lines were drawn last August. Tom Bright had that, of course, over on her two four seven. So, where are we at now? Is it is it there? Have we moved a little bit further since you were following this? Or, you know, we don't know I think anything that's more about do we? it. I think no, we don't. I think. Uh, well, I think for lack of a, a better term, everybody got maybe got a little spooked on Friday when, you know, the athletic directors move into a new job and all of their freedom of information dirt coming out and people kind of clammed up a little bit over the weekend, which is expected. You know, that's that's how these things go. And we'll see if the, if there's more to learn. It seems like, you know, for now, things are, are going to start to settle back down with people figuring out what their new roles are going to be and, and trying to move forward. And that's what's best for the school right now. If, if you're Marshall, if you're a Marshall fan, you don't want all this turmoil. You don't want this, again, for lack of a better term, these warring factions going back and forth at each other for the next year until Dr. Gilbert and, and Mike Hammer leave the school. You don't want that. That That's not a good environment for athletics. It's not a good environment for, for academics. It's, it's, and nobody comes out looking good on on the other side of it. You want things to settle down now and people to start to move forward. And hopefully, if you're a Marshall fan, that's what's about to happen. Tom Bragg joins me. Heard 247, the reason we wanted him on today, this was actually planned ahead of time, is uh, you had camp with the Herd on Sunday. You've been breaking down all the recruiting news. Let's start there with camp. We're finally being able to see athletes back on campus again, and it feels like Coach Huff offered maybe 54 people uh, a spot on the herd roster. That's what it feels like anyway, because he's so active on social media, and of course you're right there behind him. So, you know, what was camp like under Coach Huff, and what did you learn? You know, this was my first camp period. I had never been to one of the ones 
under Doc Holliday. And when I was covering WVU for the paper in Charleston, we didn't really handle that. We had, there was, there was other people that, that would do the camp stuff. So this was a learning experience for me. Definitely. You know, you get, you're, you kind of go in there with your eyes glazed over because there's hundreds of kids running around and you don't really know who anybody is unless you recognize them or they've told you ahead of time what, that they're going to be there. Cause everybody's got a different, different Jersey color, different number. It's madness for the first half an hour or so. Then they kind of split them up and they took a group up to the indoor practice facility and just, you know, going off context clues, Coach Huff immediately followed that group up to the, uh, to the practice facility. So put my reporter hat on and said, oh, he's probably, the guys he's got an eye on are probably the ones that are up in the practice facility. So I went up there, spent some time, and, you know, that's, that's about what it was. He would, there were guys that were broken up by position and, and kind of working with Marshall's position coaches, and then Huff was kind of taking a lap around the facility and checking in and, and offering some pointers to some kids. And, and some of those were the kids that, that ended up coming away with, with offers. The um, one kid in particular, I've got the list here, Colin Pierce, a, uh, a 5'10 receiver out of Hudson, Ohio, was one of the guys that got a preferred walk-on offer yesterday, and he was one of the guys that I saw Huff working with, uh, you know, one-on-one. Um, but the other offers, I think the most interesting one out of there, not a guy for this upcoming class, but for the class of 2023, Jaden Yates, linebacker from Columbus, Ohio, that Yates name sounds familiar. He's Max Yates, son, Paul, if you want to feel kind of old this afternoon. And, and he is a great linebacker out of Ohio. He got an offer yesterday. I think Marshall's going to be on him big time, but, but he seems like he's pretty good. He hasn't entered into our 24 seven sports ratings yet, but I think he's going to pretty soon. Tom Bragg's with me from Herd 247. And so you were all over this on Sunday doing camp. On top of everything else, Coach Huff is very big on social media. And that means you don't get to sleep very often. So that's why you're up at whatever hour of the night watching Japanese wrestling. <laughs> um, I got the, back up to watch it. I took a nap in between, to uh, be fair. fair. But anyway. That's fair. Um, <laughs> what's the count up to now? Because I, I count three million uh, offers. I, and I know that's not the, the, the true number, but it feels that way. Um, it feels there's like a, he's got a sizable a number. Here. I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the exact number right in front of me, but there's, there's a whole bunch out there right now. And, and you're starting to get into, as we mentioned, with, with the Jaden Yates guys for the class of 2023 are starting to get offers. We, you know, 2022 is, is really heating up with those guys that are going to be seniors this fall. But but the juniors, that's where the coaches really start to get their hooks in, guys. That's where you can really make an impression. So you're going to see a lot more of the 2023 guys as we uh, progress through the summer and, and starting to get to the fall with these guys having uh, their, their football seasons. Because you got to remember, some of these guys didn't get to play football last fall, Paul. So some of them might have gotten some time in the spring. But but for some of these dudes, these summer uh, these summer camps, this June circuit, this is the first like, competitive, competitive football they've played in a while. So it'll be interesting as, as everybody kind of gets back into the swing of things with recruiting how this starts to play out. June's been wild so far, though. You mentioned there's just offers coming all over the place. Yeah, there's, there's offers coming from all directions. There's offers going out to guys. You know, there's a preferred walk-on walk -on offer, easy for me to say. But there's a PWO offer for a kid from for Marshall from Oregon. So they're, they're searching far and wide and turning over all the stones, it seems like, so far. And it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be a busy couple of six, eight weeks going on from here with recruiting in Marshall. Yeah, and there are more camps coming up as well, so you're going to be pretty busy for the next few. We're yeah, going to be every, busy. every Sunday, every Sunday this month, they'll have an open uh, a camp kind of like they had yesterday, where where the kids can register and, and come in and 
and it's more of like a big group setting. I think they're doing some individual kind of more more private type workouts with some kids that are taking unofficial visits during the week. Um, official visitors typically come on the weekends. I spoke with some of the people at Marshall. There were no official visits the first weekend. They've got them lined up for the next three weeks, and I'm supposed to uh, get with some folks and, and kind of get my arms around who all is going to be on campus for those official visits in the upcoming weeks. And We'll have all that info over at Herd 247 for sure. Yeah, now here's uh, here's the part where Tom so graciously gives me his time. So in return, I try to get at least a subscription or two for him every time he's here. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we can track that metric, but I did find this out because I have got a you – know, I'm part of the football writer, so I've, I've got access to the, the site. I have an account. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I have noticed that if I was actually paying you money, Tom, I would get access – is this – is this correct? Uh, Paramount Plus, there's some sort of deal there as well. I could get a streaming service if I'm a member. Yeah, so w- when you sign up for either your annual deal, which we've got a which we've got a, a sale going on right now, sixty percent off, less than four bucks a month, and I believe that sale gets turned off by the uh, the big the head honchos at twenty four seven at midnight tonight. So you still got six hours or so to get in on that. But either that or the monthly one, how it works is it's, it's, you kind of get like a seven-day free trial, I believe. And once that trial period is up and you, you've committed and, and you've paid and, and that's all taken care of, then you get, also get access to Paramount+. Plus. I tested it out myself just the other day because I wanted to get set up in case there was any soccer or anything coming up that I wanted to watch. And, and it works. You know, it, it, it's real easy to set up. And if you're doing that through our site, Tom, you're still there. It sounds like we've lost you for a second. We Paul, t- are you there? Yeah, there we are. Hey, you um, you told me you were setting it up to test it, and then we lost you. Oh, yeah, I set it up and tested it, and it, and it worked just fine. So if anybody out there is interested in, in you know, signing up for Paramount Plus and, and wants to also subscribe to Herd 24-7, if you got any questions about how to get that set up, just, you know, shoot me a tweet, email me, we'll get you straightened out. So I just use my login for if I'm a subscribing, yeah, paying subscribing member. It, yeah, it, it, you kind of it's um if you've ever had to like link your Twitter account to another app or service, it's kind of like that. They have a landing page where you go through and, and link your Paramount Plus to your to your 24/7 login, and yeah, it's real easy. A couple clicks after that, and you're set up. Okay, we'll try it out. Uh, well, I don't know if I get it, but hey, if you're subscribing and paying Tom money, you get a streaming service as well uh, for all the sports that they're going to offer on the site. Soccer and Star Trek, it's all there. I, I'm I'm there for it, man. I'm I'm there for the soccer and Star Trek. Again, you and Reeves Kurtner. I'm a soccer fan now because of you guys. I got to follow this stuff now. It's it's a thing. Well, it's only fun. the The U.S. team's only fun on Twitter like once every ten years. Last night was that night, so you're in for a lot of disappointment in the next decade, Paul. But you got in at a good time. <laughs> all I know is it sounded like it was more of a fight than the uh, Mayweather Logan fight Paul. it was it was it, it was a uh, it was a very typical usa mexico clash on the international stage you know people talk about you know the united states soccer team's not very good they don't win anything but i don't think anybody in the world that, that pays attention would deny that usa mexico is one of the best rivalries in soccer those games even if it's not a super high level of play they are fun just about every time out well, I was having more fun following that on your Twitter feed than I was the, uh, the the coverage of the fight. And again, I don't know which Paul was fighting. Logan Paul, I guess. I hope I, I got the right Paul. All I know I is he, so. he came out with a 
a Pokemon card around his neck, which was worth a hundred and fifty thousand. It's worth a million now. I, I don't know. Um, what a circus that is. Man, I I was too. I was still a kid when Pokemon became a thing, but I was kind of an older kid, so I was never into it. I wish I had just like taken all my little brother's stuff now, because we'd be we wouldn't be talking from my house in Cross Lanes. We'd be talking from my villa in the Alps right now. Be a great place to cover the herd. I mean, you couldn't make it to camp as often, <laughs> but I mean, sure. Hey, uh, well, I, w- I, I could fly in. I'd fly in. Right, right, because you 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 stole your your little brother's cards, and, and now you're making a fortune on that. So just just don't do any herd two four seven NFTs, okay? Whatever you do. I think that bubble popped already. I don't understand them at all, but I'm one line enough <laughs> that it seems like those aren't those aren't the cool thing anymore. I'm sure some other ridiculous grift will come up on the internet soon enough. Just get on Clubhouse. Uh, I'm going to search Clubhouse. When I, are you on that app? I'm just kind of curious. You, I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm not. Man, we have, we have strayed very far from Marshall recruiting, but I love it. We, <laughs> trust me, that, that's going to happen often here. Uh, I've got the app Clubhouse. It's like it's like Twitter Spaces, but the thing here is I get on, I'm like, okay, what can I find uh, to get into the, what conversation? Make a million dollars get in this room. NFTs. Oh, and I'm sitting is, there huh? going, it's like, Okay, it's all hustle culture here, and um, you're stupid for spending any money on an NFT. But if you've got one to sell, Tom, I will push it. Her two four seven NFT. <laughs> I mean, it could be like I an yeah, that. it could be an NFT of like a story of yeah. I mean, you know what? Try it. See if you can make an NFT of one of your stories. Uh, maybe the the, the 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 last one and, and sell it. We had some we had some pretty uh pretty popping tweets on the night of the soccer team won the national title. That might be where I start. There you go. <laughs> people, 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 people want to buy good memories. They don't want to remember turmoil in the athletic department. They don't want to remember national championships. We got, we got to think like these hustlers in the clubhouse room, Paul. You, you got it exactly. No, we're sticking. You and I, we're sticking to Twitter Spaces eventually. Uh, whenever we decide to do that. Um, yeah. Tom Bragg with me. Heard two four seven. Subscribe to the site. There's a sale going on right now. You get Paramount Plus. You get everything Tom's doing. And trust me. Uh, there's a lot of it, and it's all good. And if you don't believe me, well, there's a seven-day free trial. And, of course, again, thank you for using uh, your platform and time to give me some insight here. And, uh, again, I hope I can get you, like, at least a subscriber or two every time we get you on. Oh, man, I super appreciate it, man. I'll come on anytime. You just give me a heads up, and I'm I'm here. Tom Bragg. And, you know, we'll get him back on soon, and we can talk uh, soccer and Star Trek. we got to wrap it up, but we'll come back and do so here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up tonight, it's going to be, I think, a pretty good hockey game, actually. It's going to be Game 5 between the Islanders and the Bruins. New York taking on Boston. We've got it for you. 6 o'clock straight up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Going to be a fun one tonight for sure. I want to thank my guests before we say good good night, goodbye, farewell for at least for 23 hours. Uh, Tim Stevens, I appreciate him coming on. Uh, very, ta- very tough. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Very tough to, to always write one of these stories about someone you covered in sports passing away with, of course, J.D. Cyrus, who I'm referring to, passing away on Friday at age 49. And you just... It's a tough one. I, 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 it's it's hard to imagine someone like 
JD and just passing away at 49. Passing away, period, is always tough, but such a young age still. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the same age as him. So that definitely gets your attention. Of course, uh, I want to thank Tom Bragg joining me from 247, heard 247. And, of course, he's doing a fantastic job. I think if you're a fan of – if you like the, the minutia of recruiting, you like that kind of detail stuff, you like to know the players that Marshall's offering, you like to know what the future holds, you, you like all of that stuff and – you really want to get a pretty good snapshot of what's happening. I think Tom's doing a fantastic job. And I'm the one that approached him and said, hey, can you come on a little bit more? I would love to have you on since you were really knocking this thing out. And this is where you, this is your wheelhouse right now. It is not my wheelhouse. It is his wheelhouse. And I appreciate him for just sharing his time and his knowledge. And, of course, you can check all of that out over on Herd 247 again. He spends the time, he gives me his time, and my goal is to get him a subscriber or two every time uh, I talk about it. If I can make that happen for him, I have had a pretty good day. With that said, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again with you. Don't forget, if you missed the show or you just want to go back and listen to something, you're like, well, wait, wait a minute, what did he say? You can do so. Go get our podcast right now. Well, this show will be posted after I said that. It's not right 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 now, but you can go get it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcasts is where you're going to find The Drive with Paul Swan. Go to our website. Get the app, wrvc.com. You can get our app. You can listen to the podcast on our app. You can listen to the podcast on your Amazon Echo device, wherever you get your stuff. That was a word outlaw at school, by the way. Dr. Bailey said, don't call it stuff on the air. Well, I just did, Dr. Bailey. Good night. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.